Hello, thanks for tuning in. You are listening to the Science at Nanoscale podcast and I am your host Jayendran Ayer. The series will bring you experts from topics relevant to nanoscience like catalysis, biocatalysis, electrochemistry, nanotechnology, etc. These will be informal discussions on recent developments in these fields which I suspect we hardly get to listen to except if you end up in seminars or conferences. We aim to learn minute observations from their works and gain access to their thought process. So hope you enjoy today's conversation. So this episode we are talking to Dr. Jasmine Kaur. So she's an expert in developing theories to understand the electrode electrolyte interface in details and how to tune these metal surfaces and metal nanoparticles for better efficiency in electrocatalysis and electrochemistry so welcome jasmine and uh, would you like to give a brief about yourself and your work that you engaged in your phd as well as postdoc okay thank you so much jayendran firstly for having me here yeah i did my phd basically i'm a theoretical chemist and did my phd on uh, fundamental electrochemical models for modeling their uh, electronic as well as electrochemical properties and how how the shape and size would actually influence the response or the performance if these type of structures of metals are being incorporated as electrode materials was basic uh, focus for my phd research and then i pursued uh, my postdoc which i uh, recently got over with it was in forschungszentrum jülich germany and therein i was focusing on uh, impedance modeling uh, for uh, fuel cell setups primarily polymer electrolyte membrane fuel cells and there also my modeling was based on designing certain uh, models for diagnostic purposes wherein the state of health was under focus and of course electrode structuring again has a key role to play in there so i was in, able to kind of bring both of my interests from phd as well as the focus of the current project together during this time and currently also i'm pretty much pursuing my work along these lines right so just to start with you said you work on tuning the efficiency and your works also were all related to tuning the work function from your theories so what exactly do you tune how do you tune work function of metal surface or metal catalyst well um, theoretically speaking work function is a concept that was uh, brought in focus uh, as photoelectric effect if you remember by albert einstein right and he was the one who told that when certain energy is being uh, sent at the surface of metal they have capacity of losing electrons right but of course there would be certain expense to loss of that electron and that is what we label as work function right and when we are talking about tuning their properties what we are actually focusing on is how efficient would they be to service catalysts for any of the purposes that we want them to right and today's time is the one where we are more focused on reducing the cost of catalyst wherein microstructuring is of course an inseparable uh, domain so we are thinking of designing electrode materials that would be uh, in nano sizes right nano structured materials and when you get down to that scale the surface properties tremendously change and so does work function right and why work function was 
a focus for me because it's a very clear contrast and in fact has been experimentally reported as well that work function significantly varies for the same methylamine as you reduce the size of that structure for example if you're talking about a thinner silver its work function would be having certain different value in contrast to a silver nanoparticle and when you're reducing the sizes when you're playing around with the size of that particle itself the work function has tendency to vary right so i thought that probably it would be not i thought because it's it's very much in the fundamental textbooks also that this property could actually be of key importance when you have to define the experimentally operative parameters related to a system that could be the operative potential that could be the uh, catalytic activity and these are the things that we have in hand as experimentalists we can play with the potential we can play with the structures and we can tune their properties so as to increase their efficiency as catalysts right so this is what my motivation was to choose work function as the key parameter right like my intuition normally has been for work function at least on the work function was that if i change the applied potential of a electrode surface it would uh, itself change the work function but i've not thought so much in depth to understand if the shape itself matters and the shape of the metal catalyst or the nanoparticles itself matter but why do you think uh, these shapes matter so much it might be very fundamental it might be that people know it but i just want i'm just curious to understand what could be the reason that, that these shapes are affecting the work function so significantly well the reason is you rightly said that you can vary the work function with the help of externally applied potential that's true but in principle what you're doing is you're playing with the electron density distribution at the surface when you're tuning the work function or when you're applying the potential there right and as you reduce the shape or, or the vary the shape or reduce the size of the particle also you are very much playing with the same thing right you are bringing in those fluctuations in the fermi levels as you are reducing the sizes of the structures and this eventually is the concept that gives rise to variation in the work function when you reduce the sizes or when you change the shapes because with reduced sizes especially in the nano domain the properties of the bulk you know the surface to volume ratio of atoms is significantly different when you are in nano range right and energy of the surface metals are always different even in the bulk uh, surfaces also so now since you have more atoms at the surface compared to the bulk the electron densities are already revised compared to the big metal electrode or planar surface right so the fermi levels are already fluctuated which eventually even in vacuum the work function would be different even if you're not subjecting surface with any kind of potential so that is the concept there it's the variation in the electron density distribution or the fermi levels when you are reducing the size of your system that eventually leads to variation in work function yeah even in your works you have been talking about the roughened surfaces that is also a way that you can tune these work functions so a bit more curious to understand if it's surface roughening so do you also from your theories talk about the extent to which it should be roughened on the surface or how exactly an experimentalist if they start designing these catalyst materials uh, how would they understand your theoretical results 
Yeah, well, that's a good question, I would say. And yeah, true. With my theoretical results, what I have come up with as conclusions is finding that locally, what's the shape of your electrode structure? It would have a certain distribution of work functions throughout. If it's hill type of structure, if it's a valley, right? If it's a tip, it's a point, it's a sphere, it's a circle. These type of shapes over the rough surface would actually offer a whole space that would render a distribution of work functions throughout. But this is something that you can visualize to certain theoretical studies also. But when you're talking about experiments, there you can't really be talking about just a single site on a metal surface, right? If you have a certain size of your electrode, the property that you would be measuring out as the output would actually be the average response from that whole working electrode, right? And therein, of course, the, on an average, the properties can also be hampered, but I cannot really say that this roughness would give this property. It's not that straightforward. But my studies have stated that, uh, or, or rather other studies are also valuable out there, which basically say that roughened surfaces also tend to give certain anomalies compared to what is usually expected out of the basic theories that are there for planar surfaces. So rough surfaces also have a lot of things that are different. And in order to characterize those, there are another level of theories available, which basically characterize the roughness in different ways. So usually the fractals is the way that you use to describe the roughness of the surface. And uh, self-affine, self-similarity, these concepts would come up when you're talking about rough surfaces. But yeah, for the work function, I can, up till my understanding, what I can say is that locally work function would have a certain distribution, but the overall response would be the kind of uh, ensemble average of everything that's available at the surface. And the output would be dependent on that, not on the local work function as such. Right. Do you think that there will be a significant effect of, as you said, uh, when you study local work functions and it will have a local work function distribution, for example, and uh, will that be significantly affecting the ensemble average that you were talking about? Yes, it would. In fact, there are works that kind of have correlated the roughness-based theories with planar surface theories. There are contrasts that has been established with respect to certain experiments using cyclic voltrometry and impedance spectroscopy. And this, in fact, was one of the key dimensions that my PhD group was also focusing on. When I was in PhD, my, my research group, or my guide was also focused on primarily designing these kind of theories only. That's Professor Ramakant in University of Delhi. And there's, there's a plethora of work that you can probably get there. And what I can uh, tell from my experience is that, yes, it does affect. It does affect. Right. So you were talking about these theories. Can you give a brief, it might be very difficult to just talk about theories, but then would you give a brief as to what is the fundamental background in calculating or understanding this local work function distribution from your theory? Well, the concept that was there for my theory, if you specifically asked, we came up with the idea that probably Work function is something that is usually available as a number if you search literature and which is experimentally observed, right? So we were of that thinking that if we want to design certain theoretical uh, frameworks wherein we want to 
specifically look at the contribution of metals or the electrodes per se into the overall response and how do we really go about it for that we actually needed a handle from which we can actually define the metals contribution and looking upon that as a beginner in my research career i i came up with the I, I went through several literature works and density of states was one of the concept then fermi energy was one of the descriptions then electron the description and then in a way all of these things were connecting with the work function so we were of that idea that probably there is a common place where all of these things would come together and work function was something that we came up with then the idea was then how do we really define it right how do we say that this is work function and then there is a very popular uh, way of describing the electron density distribution at metal surfaces also which is called thomas fermi screening or thomas fermi screening theory which actually defines your uh, metal electron density in terms of its density of states its fermi energy so it has a complete definition there which we can find you on various papers also and textbooks also and based on that theory uh, we defined that probably there is a small circular patch over the metal surface which would just have one electron and that patch we considered would be a small circular disk right whose radius would be equal to certain technical length which is of this theory which we call as thomas fermi length and that disk was considered to have just one electron and then we computed that what would be the amount of energy that we need to take out an electron from this disk right and i just computed it and then we observed that this uh, value was very much comparable for different metals it was very much comparable with the experimentally observed work functions for respective metals and then we were of that idea that probably okay this metal surface hold on to its own electrons so it has certain self capacitance it is holding on to those electrons by itself so it is having that capacitance and then we are working against this force to take out the electron from its surface so we basically reverse engineered the definition in a way that this work function is nothing it's just the work that's being done against this self capacitance so as to extract that electron from its surface and now the concept was now the next step was that how do we define the self capacitance so for that we just used that simple idea that charge is related with the capacitance and the potential so we reframed that definition and came up with a definition for work function for metal surfaces considering the thomas fermi approximation to define the number density of electrons at metal surfaces of course it, this theory has various uh, limitations to its credibility at for all the things that are available i can't say it's that generalized but yeah for a good number of metals it held very fine so this reminds me of there was a talk recently which i was attending to and there the speaker he was saying that uh, the cool stuff happens at the interface and uh, so for example if you consider a electrochemistry reaction itself electrocatalysis itself 
there are a lot of things happening at the surface. There is exorbates, there are water molecules, and there are so many dynamic things happening at the surface when we apply potential. There's a potential effect as well. So will these things, like for example, exorbates or the solvent molecules, how would that help in restructuring the electrode and how would maybe you might have not studied but then what is your hypothesis what what is your thought about how these are tuning the work function further and how that needs to be taken care of in a catalysis catalyst design as well yeah that's actually very relevant and very very important question that that still holds its credibility in, in catalytic research field and what i can say here is that uh, when you're just cutting through a bar of metal you know and then you're suddenly exposing certain of some of its atoms to to vacuum let's say we are just talking about vacuum there is certain abrupt uh, restriction to certain uh, transitional degrees of freedoms for those atoms because now all of a sudden the surroundings are not same as they were earlier in the bulk all atoms had similar kind of atoms throughout now when you're just suddenly cutting through that and then you have a surface the atoms are kind of in a state of shock where do we go there's a lot of things that happening now in order to stabilize in a certain way there is some restructuring uh, that can happen and there are certain metals that are known to do restructuring even for even when they are in vacuum and i, I think they are iridium and gold i think under this category platinum iridium and gold i think come under this category and what they do is they basically restructure in, in such a way that they kind of get in a more condensed state so as to mimic the surroundings as were there in the bulk right but the layers of atoms that are beneath them they don't want really that they do this that the surface atoms restructure why because that will affect them also that will kind of change their atmosphere also this is one thing another one is the electrons there is another shock for electrons also now they don't know and earlier they were kind of freely roaming around for metal specifically i'm talking about they were freely roaming around now they have certain restrictions for that too they cannot just spread into the vacuum as the metal got exposed so they also have certain restriction for for their spreading so there is an interplay of these two things that that needs to get balanced and that basically decides if the metal undergoes restructuring or not now when you are going into electrochemical systems let's say and this restructuring can actually be affected if you are having certain adsorbents on the surface or if you are applying certain kind of potential at your surface so all of these things also can affect this kind of uh, restructuring at surfaces and it's been very well explored and and studied at at this point of time i can say reported well and now when you're talking about electrochemical systems you rightly said that interface is rather a devil's space they say you know there is a lot of thing that's happening there and and there's not just one definition that you can define it with right for the simplest scenario let's say if you're having a metal surface let's let's take platinum for that example you would just dip it in water there would be certain orientation of those water molecules itself in order to create that interface right and now when you're having certain type of ions in your system 
they would also have certain alignments in order to compensate for the extra energy that that interface is creating there from that actually came up the concept of electric double layer it was back in 19th century mid of 19th century i would say when when the concept of electric double layer came up and i can of course go into it if you want me, want me to but uh, for for currently answering your question the surface restructuring happens in order to compensate for the fluctuations in energies as the surface get exposed to any type of atmosphere it could be vacuum it could be aqueous phase it could be electrolyte phase so and it can further be of course tuned if you're having certain uh, species that are absorbing on it because absorption would again affect the electron density distribution more electronegative atoms if you're absorbing they would further release the restructuring so there are different type of studies and observations that are available out there and of course you can have all sort of observations i think the, the work function of course is something that will again get affected every time as as i'm talking about all these examples so it does affect and for platinum and other elements also the moment they come in contact with the water under certain potential ranges they have tendency of forming their oxides at the surfaces that further affects the overall response how the system would affect under that potential range itself so these things kind of pose some sort of challenges also when you get into applied systems and they are of course open questions for fundamental electrochemists also to answer yeah so as you said these are like the open questions even for example such complex systems like having these as you said having ions in the electric double layer uh, do you think that can be more complex theories that could help us in understanding such uh, catalyst surfaces and the electric double layer in general or, or is there any specific theory that you know of well generally how it started was more of a macroscopic view how the electric double layer would generally behave and it all started with helmholtz then there was a concept of guy chapman that came in who said that the double layer is just not limited at uh, the interface there is something due to this that extends to a certain distance into the bulk electrolyte also so guy chapman bring brought in that concept of diffuse layer and then stern was the man who who brought in both of these theories together and then he said that there is certain thickness of of the interface which is uh, actually the distance between the metal surface and the solvated ions that are at the immediate vicinity of it which we usually call as the hemos double layer and then beyond that there is certain diffuse structure which is created due to different distribution under the maxwell boltzmann concept now when you say that for answering the current questions in today's era we are so much upgraded in terms of technical equipments that we have in hand because we can explicitly analyze how a water molecule a single water molecule is going to behave you know using aimd and and how we want certain platinum or the certain metal atoms to behave in a interface so these theories in a simpler way i think would actually be helpful we don't need a complex theory to be honest because the theories that could mathematically tackle the problem i think that are already on the table what we what we primarily now need is is a more is a more insight into how the local interactions are into play how the overall 
energetics of the system is getting affected when you're changing the things macroscopically viewed earlier. For example, adsorption, for example, surface restructuring, as you rightly mentioned, for example, surface change in shape of the electrode, how these things are microscopically affecting, affecting the overall energetics of the system is what is under focus right now. So we already have these things quite understood in terms of macroscopic terms, but for microscopic understanding of these, I, I think the current line of research along this field is around that thing. Right. Like, for example, when we model such electrode layers, electrode electrolyte interface, for example, from DFT simulations, the density functional theory simulations, or uh, Arduino MD, as you said, normally people do ask questions as to in the chemical uh, environment, for example, it, it is at a particular temperature or it is, a, it is at a particular uh, applied potential. And the models do change at those potentials. The, the surface atom, as you said, they do restructure. If I have a bimetal surface, it might be that it doesn't remain bimetal at that particular applied potential. And turns out that a lot of models that have been published, if you if you see through the literature, when they study electrochemistry, electrocatalysis, they do take a model and uh, they start doing their reactions there without considering that this might also affect the structure of the model during the reaction conditions. Do you think those results would not be conclusive, those trends? Though there are trends that you observe, but then what could be the way to improve those models? Very open-ended question. So, but then it's it's more on how the model could be better developed if we do MD simulations, DFT simulations. See, today and rather always, theories always have to prove their credibility with the extent they are conferring with the experimentally observables, right? How well are they tracing the kinetically observed parameters? How well are they tracing the experimentally observed, let's say for an electrochemical system, cyclic voltammograms or the impedance spectra? This basically kind of are the credibilities for any theoretical uh, framework. And when you're talking about DFT and rather for the Thomas Fermi model, as I stated, that these things always have certain kind of assumptions that are or that are put into them, right? And we, we particularly need to clearly label what the limitations of that system are, which I think mostly research articles do not do. They kind of always uh, focus on what can be done, but there are, let's be fair on it, right? There are certain things which your theory might not be able to prove or might not be able to trace. So clearer you are about that also, would be a help for somebody who's taking up your work ahead, right? And when you're talking about density functional theory, of course, there are various level of developments in defining those functionals for uh, that electron densities that are being coming up. There are different modifications that, that are being put into it. There are different configurational upgrades that are being done to the systems. But ultimately, the fundamental structure that, that everybody is focusing on is kind of same. Right. But for, for computational aspects, I, I think I'm not an expert to comment on that for the technical aspect. But for the fundamental thing, I think I, it's, it's pretty much going along well in, in various directions. But of course, if you, if you finally label what the limitations are, would, would be a step help, a step forward for, for somebody who's looking forward to get on to that. Hmm. 
to just finish off with the level of theory that you have been using for understanding the local network function. So how do you see that this would go forward in explaining or helping catalyst design in general? Well, uh, it's it's not just limited with the work function definition. As I said, I already have uh, come up with a model wherein I'm talking about the impact of that definition, accounting in the influence of the shape and structure of your electrode, eventually affecting the heterogeneous charge transfer kinetics, right? So I already have that model uh, out on the table. And then there are certain uh, confirmations that's being made with the predictions and the experimentally observed data in regard to the kinetic parameters for those reactions. So it, it's very much in line with the experimentally observed things also. And uh, for work function, rather, I think they're it, not just limiting to my work. I would rather like to tell you here that work function is one of the concepts that's very much in the core for me who's, who's looking at surface plasmons, right? For somebody who's looking at uh, stabilization of colloidal systems also, right? So it, it's not just something very much limited to just a little frame that I shared about my work. So it, it has a very broad application throughout. And my endeavor was just a, just a contribution from my side into that direction, I would say. And uh, heterogeneous kinetics, as I said, it's already out there. And uh, I've uh, revised basically Marcus theory if, uh, that was uh, one of the theory of uh, kinetics, electron transfer kinetics that uh, had a Nobel Prize to its credit. And I had revised that theory by incorporating the contribution from the metal work function into the overall free energy of activation. So there we are actually defining how the activation barrier is going to get affected as you're changing the work function of your system, of your electrode. And since work function can be tuned with the shape and size of your electrode, so we are basically defining or, or we are basically describing that why is it that electrodes at nanoscale are at times more active or less active compared to their planar counterparts when you're talking about certain reactions in heterogeneous systems. So we are, we've already done that to an extent. And of course, as I rightly said, there are certain uh, limitations because these theories have certain assumptions, certain uh, approximations that these are based on. So you can't just generalize them for everything that, that, you're, going to, uh, that you're looking at. And uh, next step forward, which particularly I have in mind about, is also in regard to semiconductors. Because that's that's something that kind of interests me, and and not primarily with the work function, because a lot of things are different when you're talking when you when you switch from metals to semiconductors. So yeah, I, I think that kind of gives you another way to look at semiconductors in a way. Yeah. Interesting. Thanks, Jasmine, for coming along and talking to us, and it was nice to talk to you. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you so much. Thank you.